Welcome to Powerful, Wild and Magical, the podcast for the female leader who wants to reconnect with her true essence, step into her divine feminine power and make a huge impact in the world. I am your host, Nadia Gargalo, and in today's episode we have Erin Bogdan. Erin is an authenticity and confidence coach who coaches and fulfills ambitious high achievers and people pleasers to get unstuck by ditching their self-doubt and not enough mindset to become the most confident, capable and authentic self so that they can create an aligned and purpose-driven life. In this deep conversation, we talk about breaking free from trying to fit in the box, not feeling enough and people pleasing, how you can gain more confidence and learn to be yourself and how inner child healing can help you be the most confident and authentic self. I can't wait to dive into all this magic. Let's get into it. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the show. I'm so, so happy to have you here. You are very dear to me and we have been working together for some time. And today we are having you to discuss about becoming your most confident and authentic self. And I'm really excited for this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Nadia. I'm so, so super excited and stoked to be here. It's um, a big blessing and things truly coming full circle. So I can't wait to dive into our conversation. Uh, I would love to hear your story. I always start with the story because I feel our stories are very powerful. Uh, How has the journey to becoming yourself been for you? Yeah, so I'm going to give you a a bit of abbreviated version, and then we can always dive in deeper. Um, You know, and I I get asked often, how did, how did I, how did I choose this path? (laughs) How did I get into coaching? How did I fall into coaching? And the the truth of the answer is coaching chose me. (laughs) Um, And it relates to my soul's growth, my soul's journey, my soul's evolution. Um, And so, Essentially, I've been on this journey of coming home to me, as I would as I would call it, for the last ten years or so. Um, what got me onto this path to begin with was back in high school, probably. <laughs> We're going way back. Um, my sister was struggling with addiction, and really, what I didn't know at the time, what we didn't know, well, that I know now as a coach, right, is that the addiction also was a um, expression of the dysfunction and the codependency of my family system of my household. And while I grew up with two parents that were present physically, they really were not present emotionally in the way that I needed them to be. And I didn't really feel seen, valued, loved, and heard deeply. And, um, you know, on their own journey, on their own path, they've done, I have a kid of my own. There's no rule book. There's no handbook that comes with children. They did the best that they could based on their own programming, based on their own conditioning. Um, but it was really that her addiction was the catalyst for my growth because at the time, it was very chaotic. It was very, you know, if I put myself back into remembering that world, it was um, complete dysfunction, walking on eggshells, feeling like, you know, I'm essentially trying to mediate and be mediate and be, yeah, do figure out what do I need to do? Who do you need to be in order for you to love me? Basically, how do I get seen? How do I feel safe? How do I feel loved? And all of that came to a head um, in what I call the family vacation from hell, which essentially my girlfriend witnessed my sister screaming in my face and asking me, is this your life? And I'm like, yeah, this is my life. This is my fucking life. (laughs) Um, And and it was that it was a wake up call in that moment. I had to be, I don't know, my early 20s at that point. And um, we realized at that point that she had a problem and she needed help. And so we went through the journey and through the process of um, having an intervention and grace, great by the grace of God, she accepted 
the help. And little did I know at that point that that was going to start my own journey of growth because essentially I was very much in the victim role. I was very much in the, why is this happening to me? Why is this my life? My life is so terrible. I just wish, you know, everything I felt like was her fault, my parents' fault. I was deeply more so even angry at my parents than her um, because I felt like they didn't really, I feel like they didn't parent. I felt like they, you know, um, stepped they basically were just witnessing the train wreck that was wanting to happen. And so it was recommended to me to go into Al-Anon, which is a support group for friends and families of alcoholics. And when I entered those rooms, I kicked and screamed on the way there. But once I got in there, I um, sat down and I realized I have no idea who Aaron really is. I've been living my life to wear these different masks and have these different roles that I was playing to, like I said, feel seen, validated, and heard. And the masks that I wore were being the people pleaser, playing the role of the perfectionist, um, being the overachiever. And so it was really, that was the first time of me realizing all these people in these rooms have peace and serenity and happiness. And they have, some of them still have active addicts in their home. And I just really deeply, desperately wanted that. And that started the path of me discovering Reiki and um, yoga and meditation. And then fast forward five years. And like I said, I could, this is a long story, but cutting it short, fast forward the five years, I ended up on a podcast hearing someone, my mentor at the time being interviewed, and he was talking all about waking up to your soul's purpose. And I always knew I had a greater calling in life. I always felt that I meant to serve in a big, big way on a big level. And he talked about this 12-day retreat in Bali, and I felt my soul calling me to say yes. And um, essentially, I went on that journey. If I had, I joke, if I had known what it was going to be, I would have like ran the other way because it was intensive group therapy, group coaching, and it turned my world upside down. It really helped peel back and understand why am I the way that I am, and it helped me understand that my ego, my ver, the the persona, the personality of Aaron is really a construct of my upbringing. And really, I tapped into the truth of who I really am. I tapped into finding my voice. I tapped into owning my power, claiming my worth. And that's really what then led to this work because that's the work that I coach within my clients um, to do to do those same, same things. Um, and I, after that journey, I went on to do a year-long apprenticeship program with him. I had my daughter. I left corporate. And then in 2020, right before the pandemic, I launched my business and I've been at it ever since. Um, so that's the long story short. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's very important to recognize that these characters that we develop or these identities that we develop from all our childhood experiences and like all the experiences as we grow up are not really who we are right yeah absolutely and I mean in um you know really in the moment of living my experience I didn't realize I was playing these roles it really wasn't until I had the awareness um that like I said when I reflected on who am I and not knowing who I was realizing I was trying to fit myself into different boxes to be seen to be loved to be heard so yeah but yeah they they are not our truths for sure so how fitting in the box, not being enough, and people pleasing are holding people back and keeping them stuck? Yeah, um, I love that question because <laughs> our external world is a mirror of our internal world. And if we don't like what we're seeing externally, we have to dive deep into ourselves and often you know, I very much believe that our journey is here on earth. We are souls in incarnated in human form. And so our soul came here to grow, to evolve and transform and really to come back into the wholeness of who we've always been, that we've just gotten away from, from birth. When you think of a baby that's born, it's like those, that child is so precious, so beautiful, so worthy just for being a baby, being a child. But as we go through life, we take on these different masks and identities and um 
Now I, now I lost my train of thought a little bit around that, but the, I think your question was like, how does the identities and roles get in? Right. Yeah. So how fitting in the box, not being enough and people pleasing are keeping people stuck. I know it's three different things. So we can just discuss about one. (laughs) Yeah, no. So what I was going to say that helped jog my memory. Thank you. Was that as we go through life, um, we're looking to play these different roles and we're, we're, we're unconsciously like life is life is our school, meaning that um, whatever needs to whatever needs to be peeled away or is in the way of coming back into our truth, coming into our wholeness, it's like life is going to pop these experiences in front of us. So if we, as an example, keep re-experiencing patterns, keep re-experiencing toxic relationships, toxic work environments. Um, role experiences that make us feel not good enough. Life is hinting to us what roles and what beliefs are we holding on to that are not serving our highest good, and that there are different clues that we're getting um, to realize those are just masks that we're putting on. And so the way that it's keeping us stuck is that it's almost like a armor that a protective armor that we're putting on unknowingly that it is that at one point in our life has served us and served us really well because it's gotten those unmet needs met. But now those armors are actually weighing us down and keeping us stuck because it may have served you to people please in the past to get the unmet need for love met. But as a, you know, for me, as an, using my own personal example, as a 22, 23 year old in corporate, it's not serving me to try to please everyone around me. It's mm-hmm. serving me to connect into and speak my truth. And so that's really how it's keeping keeping us stuck. And we get into those unconscious beliefs and patterns that keep us in these cycles. And the way through them is to is to really bring it to conscious awareness and then um, make it safe enough to let those roles go. Yeah, and I feel that's such a strong thing in society because of course, like being loved is one of the basic needs, right? And so people try to find love by pleasing others so they're not upset, (laughs) so they don't reject us or like trying to fit in the box so society or your your community accepts you. Mm -hmm. And when you don't, then you don't feel enough and you completely completely lose touch with with who you truly are by trying to just fit in the box and please others. So I feel it's such a strong thing in, in society and such a difficult thing to stop doing if you are trapped into these these patterns right because it feels like you're not going to be loved you're not going to be accepted if you don't fit in if you don't please people yeah absolutely um how can people break free and learn to be themselves like what's your top things when it comes to break, break free and be yourself yeah, so I'm going to bring it actually back to the basics, basics because what's coming through is, number one, you have to have awareness, right? You can't change anything if you're not aware of what's even happening. And um, that, well, two things around, like the first two things, which is coming back to basics, is awareness and taking radical responsibility for your life. You know, you can't break free from anything if you're stuck in denial, if you're stuck in being the victim, if you're stuck in being woe is me, if you're stuck in blaming, all of that, right? Like you have the power. That's where we get into trouble is we put our power outside of ourselves, but you have the power to change and to create the life that you desire. And you can't really take radical responsibility if you're not even aware that there's something that needs to be fixed. And I use fixed like lightly because I also believe we really don't need to be fixed. We need to just come back into the truth of who we are. We need to come back into our wholeness, but we need to be aware of we're playing these different roles. And so once you have the awareness and once you're ready to take responsibility for your life, and then step three would be saying yes to you, right? You have to decide that you're worth it. You have to decide that actually your birthright isn't suffering, isn't pain. Most times our pain is a catalyst for our purpose and our pain isn't um what's the word isn't discarded our pain is meant to serve in different ways and so 
we have to decide also that we're worth saying yes to and that what we truly desire in our heart, we're worthy of receiving that and we don't have to settle for anything less. So then once you say yes to you, the breaking free comes back. This is where a bit of people get stuck in or trapped in what I see with my own clients, my own journey. It's like, we just want to then jump into, well, how do I fix me? How do I, mm-hmm. you know, change the bad behavior? How do I, you know, we take out the, the, baseball bat and we want to shame ourselves and beat ourselves over the head and say, you know, well, I just want to quickly get out of this thing that I don't want to be experiencing, whether it's self-sabotage, procrastination, you know, anxiety, overwhelm, negative self-talk before we can fix, quote unquote, fix anything. You have to realize first that that part of you is serving you in some way. And -hmm. you have to see that part of you from a really loving and compassionate place, almost as if you would were to greet a child, that if the child were bit by a dog, and now you're trying to bring the 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 child back into the same house that the dog bit them, of course, they're going to be terrified to go into that house. So we don't say just go in the house, you know, we don't beat them into submission, I hope to just, just what are you whining about? What are you crying about? Like, just get in there already, right? Which that may have been how you were raised, right? Like I had a critical, I, I have, may have had someone say that to me, for example, <laughs> right? But I had to learn that, no, I have to see this part of me that's scared and terrified and to greet them from a place of compassion and love and to say and almost reparent them around to, to um, meet them where they are, to see the fear, to see to see how it's serving my me and my journey and serving them and to meet the unmet need. And when you meet the unmet need, so, you know, bring in a tangible example into that. If, if, you know, um, the one that comes to mind is in the beginning of my journey, being scared to get on camera, being scared to use my voice, right? Like there was, she was, my little girl was terrified because when she spoke her truth, when she spoke up, um, she wasn't accepted. She wasn't loved. And so what did she need? She needed to feel seen, valued, loved by me. And so in then reparenting myself in that journey, in that process, meeting the unmet need directly, then it's safe for her to break free from the need to try to please other people and the need to fit in and the, the need to suppress her voice. And quite honestly, I, I, um, you know, I had a situation, and we can go into it, but just a high level. I had a situation yesterday with my sister where I was the most tapped in, tuned in, authentically sharing from my heart. And I got a flurry of nine messages around like that could make my voice want to contract around me sharing my story. So um, that's a part of the journey. And, uh, you know, as Nadia knows, as a manifester, I'm meant to share my voice. And so I can't um, dampen that for the for the desire to not ruffle feathers and fit in. Um, but I can still greet myself with the compassion and greet the other person with compassion. So it all comes down to when it comes to breaking free is letting go of the need to fix and actually making your coping mechanism okay and greeting those parts of you with love, compassion, and healing. I love that. I do agree 100% with the awareness. I don't know who said this, uh, but there was a coach, a mentor I work with who said the first step to change is awareness. There is nothing you can change if you're not aware of of the things that you have to change. So 100% agree. And about sharing your voice and like the fear, when there is change and transformation, there is always going to be fear, right? It's not like the ones who we get used to step out of of the comfort comfort zone and do the inner work. It's not like we don't experience fear. It's just that we do it anyway. Actually, there was an interesting study here in Spain since we have the bullfighters and they uh, analyze fear with them because obviously they get in front of of a bull, which is quite scary, right? A lot of people die, actually. Um, And they found out that they have exactly the same levels of, of fear as anyone else. They just learn to manage the fear and face the fear and do it anyway. So like we are always going to experience that fear and we have to like really accept that inner child and the feelings and go into it anyway, because otherwise you're just going to get stuck, right? 
Yeah. And I just want to add to something you just said there because it's so powerful is it's not feeling it is it is there is a light, light level of fear, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. But we don't want to bulldoze ourselves, right? We don't want to put our we don't want to put our system in shock, our nervous system in shock and overwhelm and spiral. We can still feel the fear and do it anyway, but we have to get really um, in tune with what is this fear really about and what do I need? And if you're doing that and asking that question and then giving yourself what you need, then yes, I still, even after giving myself what I needed, I still felt the fear and I still chose to do it anyway because then I plugged into what is my deeper why, how actually is showing up going to fuel the connection that my heart deeply desires and the connection of also the desire to serve and to impact and to spark change. So um, yes, to all of that. And, and yeah, I, I love what you're saying Yana, right now. And I feel that's very, very powerful because first you need to understand where the fear is coming from, because it's not like you're going to jump into anything and like, completely shock your nervous system because it's not going to be sustainable like anxiety and shocking your nervous system is not healthy so you need to kind of find the fine line between stepping out of the comfort zone and something that is not too much for you so first understanding where the fear is coming from and then maybe creating a steps or ways for you to do whatever you want to do or like create that change in a way that still feels safe, even though it's a little bit challenging, but it's not too much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about confidence? I know confidence is a big thing in your work as well. Why is this important? Yeah, so it's really interesting because um, in the beginning of my journey, I was like, oh, confidence coach, right? <laughs> like, I don't love, you know, um, the truth of what I do, right, really is inner child healing and it's, and it's unraveling our conditioning, but people don't necessarily know that they need that. Like that's the, that's the reality of the matter. And so what I realized was the, the themes, the pattern of what people were coming to me was they wanted more confidence. They felt like that they had negative self-talk. They were stuck in their head. They were constantly self-criticizing themselves. They were always doubting themselves. They weren't trusting themselves and they weren't loving themselves. And they definitely were putting on, you know, the, the persona. And this was, I did this too in the beginning of my, like, you know, 10 years ago, I relate to this is that I was faking it until I made it. Just fake it until you make it, right? Just pretend that you're confident. Um, but what I realized is people want it really deep, deep, deep rooted confidence that really is um, just birth from the inside out. And, and um, so the journey around confidence was really just filling the need of what I was hearing people really say that they were struggling with. Um, but I feel like it goes hand in hand with the letting go of the role of the people pleaser or any role that we play, the perfectionist, the high achiever. Really what keeps us in those roles is that we are so deeply afraid that if we stop playing those roles, we won't be loved. And um, so we it gives us those roles give us a false sense of safety, security and confidence, because maybe when we're playing those roles, we know we can feel we can feel to some degree confident in ourselves. You know, like when I think back to my role, my time in corporate, I mean, I was really um really successful in my corporate life. Um, I had jobs that I loved. I was making good money. I was progressing my career. I had confidence, right, to a degree. Mm. But when I realized like, oh, shit, I am not truly tapped into, I don't feel deeply fulfilled. I don't feel, you know, I feel exhausted. I feel burnt out. I don't feel like I'm loving what I'm doing. There was this discrepancy between, well, if I followed what my heart was telling me to truly do, would I feel confident doing that? And the answer was no. I wanted to put my tail between my legs and run the other way. Did I want to admit that I <laughs> love crystals? No. Did I want to admit that I love Reiki and yoga and all these like woo-woo things back then to people that like, well, I was terrified of being, you know, not accepted. And so the confidence that I coach people around and that we talk that like the confidence we're talking about here is that regardless of what other, what anyone else thinks about you, you are so in tune to your truth that you are so confident in your knowing that it doesn't even fucking matter. 
You know, like today, my office is filled with all these amazing, beautiful things that I love that if someone were to walk into here and say, oh, like actually my aunt did walk in here one day um, a couple months ago. And she's like, oh, you have this Buddha statue. You know, why do you have the Buddha statue? Because she is um, born again Christian. And by the way, I have had my own healing journey of finding my way back to Jesus and Christ. So um, but like that, that comment would have spiraled me. And I, you know, it doesn't matter what people think when you're so confident in yourself, it really doesn't matter because you're just so deeply aligned that actually the greater cost is coming out of alignment versus bending and folding for what other people want from you. Um, so yeah. I don't know if that directly answers the question. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. And yeah, I truly, I truly believe that confidence even like is not the main focus is a very important part because if you want to be yourself so you can be your best life if you want to speak your truth to share your voice to do things your own way to create that alignment and that fulfillment you have to have a level of confidence because as you said like society is going to tell you otherwise maybe your loved ones people around you are going to be like what you're doing what you think who you think you are like sometimes it's not the case but we know how society is like all the judgment conditioning that there is around. And if you want to be yourself and create that transformation, you have to have a level of confidence and self-belief for sure. Yeah. And you know, something else that just came to mind as you were saying that, and I know you went through this journey too, Nadia, was um, uh, my confidence was developed, like my, okay, my confidence was conditional in the past. Right. And like a big journey. And so was my worth. And uh, the last three years have been a journey of unraveling all the different pieces around my worth and where my confidence was plugged in. But I also had gone through a journey of loving my body. And my body is not the same form that it was three, four years ago. Um, and so breaking out of those molds and breaking out of those boxes and being fully confident in my own skin in all regards. Um, and and that journey, this whole journey of what we're talking about is what helped me to embrace and really truly own and embody that as well. Yeah. And I feel that is such an important part as well. Like, especially as women that like we have so much pressure from society about our bodies and like when we become moms, I'm not a mom, but you are, so you know be better than me how our body changes and all these things and how much we can beat ourselves up or like reject our own bodies and not feel good in our skin. And that's part of our vitality and magnetism goes into that self-negative self, um, talk, let's say. And I believe that if you truly want to live a happy life and a fulfilled life, you need, need to start from loving yourself before anything else. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, inner child healing is your core thing. Uh, can you explain a little bit more about inner child healing and and how can this help to be yourself? Yeah, so we touched on different um, layers of it already around um, really, I'm just going to bring together some string of pieces and then I can add anything additional to that. But it's like the first step is realizing that the experiences that are happening in our life that we're living, they are mirroring deep, deeper rooted beliefs that are unconsciously playing out in our minds or in our, you know, frames of awareness that are actually creating experiences in our life that we're seeing and experiencing through our own eyes. So, you know, a really great example here that we didn't talk about that I can share with this feeling of, for me, not feeling good enough. Like I hadn't realized that my entire life, I really truly didn't feel good enough because my parents were more so my, well, both of my parents, I want to say more my dad, but like really the truth is both of them. They didn't mean to be critical. They just always focused on what I could be doing better. What that, what, what, you know, a common phrase is, well, what if you did this? Well, you should do this. Like it was just, how can I say? I often say that um, when we're experiencing life, there's what the video camera picks up. There's the facts. There's the reality of if a video camera were in the room picking it up. And there, then there's our interpreted experience. And our interpreted experience is just as valuable and just as validated as the video recording. And so 
you know, we're hardwired to make sense of our surroundings. So the video for me, my interpreted experience is, well, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough because of X, Y, Z, whatever. And so what I didn't realize, like hindsight being 2020, again, going through the moment, I didn't realize this until I started my healing path, but I created experiences in my life, many of them where I was not enough, where I was lacking, you know, a, a quick two, three quick examples that come to mind. Um, I had a job where I was doing the job of four people because they literally hired four people. Once I finally like said after two years, I can't do this anymore. I hadn't gotten a raise in those two years. Right. So again, not feeling good enough in that to be worthy of a raise. I was looking to transition into um, out of recruiting into training and development. And I got really close with our talent team and was doing side projects. And there were three or four opportunities that came up internally that I wasn't even considered for that I was shot down. Again, feeling the belief that I'm not good enough. And then when I became a mom, I couldn't produce enough uh, milk for Savannah. And again, feeling not good enough. So what I <laughs> realized was like, oh, there's this belief in my subconscious mind that says I am not good enough. And so the inner child, what inner child healing really is, is to deal with the belief and to reparent the part of me that feels not good enough. And to, again, not make the feeling, not make her belief that she doesn't feel good enough wrong and to say, you're wrong, you're bad for feeling this way. Why do you feel this way? You shouldn't feel this way. No, it's acknowledging the feeling. It's allowing the feeling. It's, you know, making it really safe and um, cultivating trust to actually be with the feeling uh, because most of us also don't feel safe to be in our bodies when we experience trauma. We disconnect and we live in our head. So there's a layer of needing to create safe and trust in the body to be able to feel what it feels like, you know, how a four-year-old might feel to feel. And that's a big weight to carry for a little four-year-old to feel like she's not good enough, like she's not measuring up. And to then feel the emotions surrounding that, the sadness, the anger, the frustration, whatever is there to make it safe to feel and release that and then to give her the love and the compassion that she's seeking. So inner child healing is happening on a personal level within yourself. It doesn't mean that you need to go make amends with the people that have hurt you and caused you pain. And, um, you know, and that's not to say that might happen. It may happen. But in, in instances, what I can say is like, it will happen if it's supposed to happen, but the reparenting is happening within yourself. So I feel like that's a, a high level overview I can give around the importance of inner child healing. And actually the last piece around that is like, if we don't, if you don't deal with that, you keep getting hit over the head with the same brick. And so like, finally I was like, no, I am fucking good enough. Let me explore what this is really about. So that's why you want to do inner child healing, or that's why you want to get to the root cause of what is this really about? Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing all, all your examples. Um, two things I want to point. So the first one is like around the beliefs. So sometimes we are holding these beliefs since trials and we keep repeating th those patterns because it's how we learn to cope and make us feel safe, right? And what happens with beliefs is that every time you have a belief, you are going to keep creating experiences to reinforce that belief so like in mm -hmm. your case you had experiences in your corporate jobs and then as a mom until you don't work on that belief and you rewire those beliefs you're just gonna keep creating experiences where you feel you are not enough right so it's very important to do that that work uh so you can transform and the second one is what you said about the body because what happens and I, a lot of people don't don't really understand is that moving thoughts and working on your thoughts itself is not enough because mm -hmm. we have these thoughts and these beliefs but the score and the energy is a story in the body so doing these practices where as you said you connect with your body instead of like being in your mind you drop your energy and you connect with your body and your emotions mm -hmm. is so powerful to release things yes 
Yeah, my mentor always said this, and it's always stuck with me, is transformation happens at the level of your body, not at the level of your mind. You mm-hmm. can't think your way through. I mean, sure, you can think, you can intellect your way to different things, but true, deep, radical transformation doesn't happen at the level of the mind, happens at the level of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, this is totally improvised, but is there any chance we could do like something very short? Uh with people to reparent in a child or doing a child work, something that's very easy can be just one or two minutes. Yeah, I love that. I love that <laughs> invitation. Um, I would love to do that. So I think that, yeah, what we can do and maybe we'll do it. Well, I'll do it through you, Nadia. That way I can okay, feel perfect. your energy and we can, um, you know, translate okay. it to the audience. I'll be your but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can close your eyes. And you can just take some deep breaths in. And you just want to communicate and express to your body that it's safe in this moment and feeling your feeling yourself calling your energy back into this moment, back into your body, back into the here and now. And slowly feeling your energy drop from your head and calling it into your heart. And you can, as you bring your presence and your awareness into your heart space, you can feel your feet firmly planted on the ground. And your seat holding you beneath you. And I just want to say, as you feel your presence there for anyone that's driving to come back to this part. And I just slowly want you to imagine in your mind's eye, whether that be seeing, sensing, or feeling, just inviting in any part of you that really needed to feel seen. Any part of you that deeply desired validation. Any part of you that felt maybe unworthy, unlovable, not enough. And it's just safe to allow that part of you to take whatever physical form it takes. Maybe in the form of a person, it may be more abstract. It may be coming in the form of a memory. It may be a, a part of you, like a part of you that procrastinates or self-shames or judges or criticizes. Just this part of you that really desires to be seen without judgment. And as you connect to that part of you, I want you to, through your energy, through your body, to allow this part of you to energetically feel seen, to feel witnessed, to acknowledge this part of you, to not make this part of you wrong, and to just let this part of you know that you see him or her. And this part of you may at first feel a little uncomfortable. This part of you may desire to even hide or to look down or to not be seen and to just continue to express to this part of you that it's safe for this part of you to feel seen. It's safe for this part of you to be here and to exist. And as you acknowledge this part of you, I want you to just feel this part of you acknowledging you back. Begin to open the lines of communication where this part of you starts to feel a little bit more safe and trusting you to know that, you know what, 
you're opening and willing to see them, to see this part of you. And as you feel this part of you acknowledging you back, I want you to connect into and feel what does this part of you really need? What is this part of you been yearning for? What is this part of you desire in this moment? And once you feel a response and trusting whatever you're feeling, seeing, experiencing, I want you to directly give this part of you what it is asking for, whether it be through words, whether it be through a hug, a gesture, a kiss, to let this part of you just feel the immense love that you have for you, for this little part of you, for this aspect of you. And just taking some time to allow this part of you to feel love, to feel appreciated, to feel seen, and to feel this energy of love flooding into that part of you, into the part of you's heart, and then openly receiving it. And if there's anything that you feel guided to thank this part of you for, whether they've been trying, they've been acting in that way to keep you safe, if they've been scared, there's anything that you desire to thank them for, you can also thank them for that in this moment. And as you feel this part of you receiving your gratitude and thanks and receiving your love, you can feel what wants to happen to be able to integrate this part into your being. Perhaps you feel them melding into your heart. Maybe you see you walking hand in hand, allowing whatever wants to happen to integrate this part of your being into your body so this part of you knows that you, in this moment today, are committing to listening to them more fully and to letting them know they can come to you when they have a need and you'll be open to hearing them. And breathing this integration into your heart, feeling yourself integrating this love when I count from three to one, you can deepen your breath, coming back to the present, coming back to this moment. Three, hearing my voice. Two, feeling yourself re-entering back into the present moment, into your body. Gently rubbing your hands together, rubbing your thighs, rubbing your body, rubbing your arms. And one, whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back to the conversation. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> that was good because actually yesterday I had one of those lows <laughs> that we experienced in our business journey. <laughs> and I was feeling very frustrated and upset. And and I, there was kind of two parts. One that was feeling upset and frustrated and another one I was feeling kind of like something was wrong with her because mm -hmm. I've been working on something. I haven't been seeing the results I desire yet. So yesterday was the frustration moment. Mm -hmm. So it was it was great to connect with these two parts and acknowledge them and sending them love. And are you open to sharing what? Because um, I think it'd be powerful. What the frustration? What like what she needed? What she really needed? And that and what was underneath the frustration? So the. Um, the frustration was coming from not seeing the results, doing the work and not seeing the results yet. And she was basically kind of angry. <laughs> uh, 
add like it was kind of a warrior energy that she's doing the work and like you know this achiever energy um but then she's angry because she's doing everything and she's not having the results it was a little bit of anger anger and frustration and then there was this other feeling that didn't feel from the same parts where i felt like what's wrong with me why is this not happening you know Mm -hmm. So that part was uh, kind of require requiring more um, being accepted and and loved, and yeah, knowing and that seeing, nothing is wrong with her, you know. Yeah, and seeing the um, seeing the worth in just like sometimes it's like because I can so relate to that. Seeing the worth in for uh, for her just being her and not mm. needing to do to feel the sense of love worthiness validation or to know that she's important or to know that she matters yeah Yeah, that's powerful yeah i share with her that she there is nothing wrong with her and she's just perfect as she is yeah beautiful thank you that was such a lovely exercise this is an amazing gift for all our listeners because they weren't they are going to be able to experience this inner child healing uh so just to wrap up um is there any personal advice you would like to share with our listeners? Um, this, yeah, this, this theme, this theme keeps coming up. Um, and I, I shared it, um, with Nadia, Nadia and I completed working together recently. And, um, you know, it's been a deeper, even deeper journey of coming in back into alignment with myself. And I wrote it in that this morning is just trusting your heart, really, you know, allowing your heart to guide you. And um, I remember, I think in the very start of my journey, um, I had someone say to me, it was after a Reiki session, and she said, follow your heart. And I remember thinking, so if you're in this place or in this moment and you're like, what even does that mean? Because I remember thinking like my logical, what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? That's how much in my head that I was, you know, follow, follow your heart. Your heart will never lead you astray and your body is always trying to communicate to you. And so to continue to feel into what feels good and continue to say yes to that and to feel into what doesn't feel good and to say no to that and allow your heart to guide you, allow your heart to inspire you to um, say yes to all the juicy, wonderful, joyful things. So yeah, I think my advice can be bottled up into that one. (laughs) I I love that advice because I really feel the energies and the paradigms are really changing towards following the hearts and following your own intuition your guidance your own way of doing things and of course that comes with a level of self-awareness reflection really understanding yourself and what you want and what your soul desires or heart desires are so that's what that everyone has to do if they want to follow this path for sure and something we all experience uh, just before we finish, I would love to ask you the powerful, wild, and magical question. What is something that you are absolutely in love with right now in your life that is truly lighting your soul up? Ah, so many different things. Um, I guess I'll give you maybe one personal and one professional, and I'll start with the professional because that's like really top of mind. Um I love, and and this was again inspired from my time with you, was there is no right or wrong way to do anything. And that's again, the people pleaser part of me that's like, what do I need to be, what do I need to do to just be, to get the outcome that I desire, right? Um, And what really lit my soul on fire was um, breaking out of the box of how to show up in my business and how to engage, how to share my message, how to engage and, you know, engage, um, build community, engage new leads and and, um, nurture current leads, right? And so I did this this really juicy, amazing 21-day challenge. Um, around becoming authentically you and it just felt so good to show up in the way of dropping audio notes daily for 21 days and uh, felt so soul aligned and as a result of that what I'm now really passionate about for 2023 is I'm also deepening into making allowing things to be easy and so what I'm doing I had the divine inspiration 
of taking those like daily audios and essentially doing a weekly live on them and not mm -hmm. necessarily maybe going as in depth because for people that want to dive deeper, they can join the challenge. I'm going to make it like a thing that you can buy into on going for a price that's like affordable because they also want to disseminate disseminate my um, work in, in various ways. Um, and anyway, there's like that piece of being able to share that and make it easy and talk and do what I'm already passionate about. And then also bring in people that are embodying this work that are living those topics daily and doing my own, you know, like I love conversations like this. So I'm just super excited for where that, like that's so soul inspired. I'm just super excited for what comes of that. And, um, you know, on that journey too, I've also had to unplug from the outcome and just trust to know that in show and giving the gift to me of just showing up consistently and doing Doing what feels so aligned, like there is just magic that's going to be happening. Um, and then in my personal life, um, what am I really excited about? I feel like, um, oh, okay. Well, this is still kind of, this is still kind of, it's personal, but it's still, it's still a little professional, um, you know, but there we're launching a this was also just divine synchronicities happening in my where i live in new jersey in the united states there's not a lot of healing community around me um and i'm working with the local nonprofit that started with this is things coming full circle that started my sister's healing recovery journey and we're launching a healing wellness initiative for um, my area and I'm involved in really getting that off the ground and I'm so super stoked to be spreading love and sharing healing in that capacity and in that way um so yeah lots of exciting things coming and happening I love that question Nadia mm -hmm. that's so beautiful yeah everyone loves this question <laughs> because it really brings the juiciness and, and the beautiful things happening for for each of you coming into the show so thank you so much for sharing where can people find you and you were talking about your amazing 21 day challenge and would you like to share anything else about what you are working on and where people can find you yeah absolutely i'm on basically all social platforms on instagram at it's aaron bogdan um and facebook and linkedin is just my full first and last name um and i think the the and, and i'm starting another great thing with the challenge i'm going to do start up my youtube stuff again um but i think that's the best thing is that if this conversation incited something in your soul check out me on my lives if you're not on instagram i have a facebook group where i'll be sharing those same live streams too and like i said also hopefully getting them up on youtube in some capacity and then i have a no free uh free no bs guide to re remembering reclaiming and stepping into your most authentic self so if that's something that you want like a quick you know, um, how to, if you will, that's there on my Instagram page as well. And just drop me or Nadia a hello, a comment to, you know, I, we, I always love hearing, um, from people around how the conversation was insightful or inspiring. So you can absolutely uh, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. It was so beautiful to share this space with, with you today. And hear all your magic and wisdom and I know how loving you are with your clients as well and how much you hold a safe space for them to actually go through this transformation so don't hesitate to go and speak with Erin thank you so much for being with me today thank you Nadia it was an, such a pleasure as always Thanks for listening. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, follow the podcast, share this episode, tag me and Erin and share your thoughts and breakthroughs with us. I would love to connect with you. Follow me on Instagram where you can find more of what I do and reach out on the DMs. And I'm very excited to invite you to join Feminine Power, my free community. This is a sacred space for activation of your full feminine power, where we are going to work on your feminine energy, alignment, magnetism, and power, so you can create an aligned and successful business that's full of freedom, pleasure, and ease, and manifest all your desires. You can find the link to join in the description of this episode. Thanks for being here with me today. I will see you in the next episode. Powerful, wild, and magical beings.